Welcome to the Amplify You podcast with your host, me, moi, Danielle, where I interview entrepreneurs from all different types of businesses and share their story and amplify them. I am so excited to share each and every one of them with you. And maybe you're going through an entrepreneurial journey and you might see yourself within them and that might help help elevate you. So I'm stoked. I hope you are. So stay tuned. This is going to be an incredible ride. Welcome, welcome back. I'm so excited that you guys are here. And today I have an incredible woman with me. I know a lot of these interviews that I do are with empowering women, men within their business. And I love to just talk about how they went through their journey. So I have Miss Skittles here, Mary. And first of all, I'm going to pass you the mic, Mary. And I kind of want you to just do a little intro for those that don't know you. And we'll go from there. Absolutely. My name is Mary Seeds. I am the founder of the largest female-focused co-working space in the U.S. called The Bakery Co-Work. But I didn't start there. I started with a company in 2011, which was a clothing company called Cupcake Mafia. And that clothing company led me into so many other things. So I'm a serial entrepreneur now. And honestly, I do this to help other aspiring women know that they can do it too. I love that. I love that. And I kind of want to get into, first of all, what, what, what was, what was the reasoning behind why you wanted to get into what you're doing? Right. Cause I know that you went from this, the fashion to this. So what kind of steps did you take to be like, this is what I want to do? Yeah. So honestly, I think that I kind of, I think God led me into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I started with my clothing company first called Cupcake Mafia. And I thought that that was it. Like I thought being a, a owner of a really large streetwear brand was what my purpose was to be. Like I thought ex- being a, creating a brand that was expressive for women everywhere was actually like the coolest thing on earth and that it was super profitable. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Well, not until I partnered with investors to take on a purchase order for Forever 21 and ended up getting fired from my own company, ended up on an airbed above one of my retail stores, literally trying to figure out my life. And while on the airbed, so many other companies was developed, which was first my marketing agency, the ISA agency, it was developed because one of the, the stores that I was ultimately in the huge uh I ended up getting fired for, it's a longer story, but that ended up being the reason why uh, they ended up coming to me and saying, we actually love what you do. We love who you are and we want to work with you, even if it's not at the capacity of you selling us your clothing or you selling us your brand. We want to make you a consultant. We would love for you to help us in that realm. And I didn't even know what a consulting agency was. I didn't know what a marketing agency was. That wasn't a thing that I thought I could actually do in my real life. So once I, once I, um, seen, well, actually I'm on an airbag right now. So I should be trying to figure out what they're talking about and how to take this contract on. And I figured it out. That is the first business that led me down the path of what I'm doing now. The second thing is I created a digital community for female entrepreneurs because I made a promise to God that if I ever made it back on top, I would show everyone that was beneath me or trying to come up to where I am, I would show them how to do it. Mm 
And so I created a digital platform called Girl Mob, where I took women all over the world. I've helped women grow and scale. And literally like for $50 a month, you can get a university worth of information about entrepreneurship. While I was doing that, I realized that entrepreneurship can be very lonely. Mm-hmm. Like as a female entrepreneur, it can be very lonely. You could get in a in a realm of where you start to think like, this is lonely. I'm doing it by myself. I'm figuring it out by myself. And so I wrote a business plan for a co-working space after joining a co-working space in LA. And I was literally using the little bit of money that I had to fly back and forth to be a part of this like women empowerment or this support that I thought that I was going to get. And once I got out there, I felt like there were a lot of issues with that particular space. And I felt like they were not accepting of people that had different religions or different political backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So when I came back home, I crafted a business plan that allowed me to open a space that accepted every woman, every person, no matter what their religious beliefs, political backgrounds, or, you know, where they are in corporate, up the corporate ladder, an entrepreneur, whether you're a startup or you scaled your business and you're about to sell it, all of those people need that same support across the board. And I think that's what kind of inspired me to reach out to you and want to, you know, connect with you because you're real, right? Like you... And there's so many people that are showing their highlight reel and saying, this is how I did it. Like you could do it too, but you started from literally the ground up. Yeah. And I think that's super inspiring. And yeah. I think that the listeners that are you know listening that might be in the stage that you were in, what kind of tips would you be able to give them to like keep going and not give up? Yeah. So the first thing I would tell you is change your circle. Mm. When I was on the airbed, uh, and I tell this story all the time because it's really near and dear to why women need great friends. Um, I was on the airbed and I asked my friend who had sold her company, uh, I asked her, Hey, um, can you look up for my resume? I have to go get a job. Like I have these employees, I have four employees and I don't want to like fire them. I don't want to give them up. But I need you to look over this resume because I'm going to work at Best Buy during the day and like, you know, restart my life in the nighttime. And she's like, no, she's like, I'm not looking over your resume. If you built one million dollar business, build another one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, you have so many talents. Like you were able to build a multi-million dollar business. So many people can I do that. Teach other people how to do that. Do this, do that. And that is kind of the spark that I needed to have faith in starting my marketing agency, to have faith in starting the digital community and start, have faith to do all of the things that I was trying to do. I think sometimes when we are at our lowest, we start to get desperate for, um, we, we just get desperate and go with whatever is normal because now we don't have faith in ourselves. We feel like we failed. We feel like we can't do it again. We feel like, oh my God, life is over when really life is just starting. So the first thing I would tell you is to find a really good group of people that you trust and you would listen to them because most entrepreneurs, we don't want to listen either. Mm-hmm. The second thing I would tell you is... Lower your ego, lower your ego. Like the type of person I am, if you guys, I drive a pink Rolls Royce, but 
at the end of the day, if it push came to shove and I needed to pay my team, I'm going to be driving that push, that peak Rolls Royce all over Atlanta. And I'm going to be doing Uber Black. This is Uber Peak today. And I'm going to share the experience. And I'm like, yeah, like, guys, I have a 20,000 square foot building and expenses are high. Inflation is high. Payroll is high. So I'm Ubering on the side. And I would be, I would be transparent. And so many people in this world would, would take to my story Mm -hmm. and understand how hard it is to grow a business. Right. So I don't feel like you have to, or I would sell the car. Right. Like I think sometimes we have our ego so high up that, oh, we've done this or we've done that. No, you can still have your business, but go in DoorDash, go Instacart, go Google, go work from, do a work from home job where people don't have to see your face. Like so many people are stuck with feeling like Instagram is the lat, is it? And now because I'm so, so many influencers still to this day come to me and they're like, oh, I have a million followers, but I'm broke. I have a million dollars. I can't pay my rent. What do I do? Give me a strategy. How can you help me out? I'm about to start working at Starbucks. Like, I don't know what to do because they, they have, they have so much ego in regards to what Instagram has told them who they are. But in reality, they don't even know who they are. So I have no ego at all. I will sweep the floor. I will drive Uber. I will DoorDash. I will do whatever it takes for me to continue on pushing my dreams. I think you guys, I think I'm going to take a moment just to let that breathe because I hope that my listeners are really like digesting what you said because that's super powerful and it's super true. And I kind of now want to pivot into the podcast, right? Like, I mean, welcome to the podcast community, first of all. So talk a little bit about this, like why venture to this extreme now? Okay, so it's so funny. Last year, I was like, oh my God, I want to speak on more stages. And I was kind of looking through my page and doing an analysis like I would do any of my clients. And I was like, well, you would probably get more speaking engagements if you actually spoke on Instagram. Like you post really cool reels. You do travel content. You're an amazing mom. You're a wife. You show all of those things, but you don't show you're a thought leader. You don't show like, I'm, I work so hard behind the scenes and no one ever sees my day to day. Like no one ever sees the five meetings that I had yesterday, the calls that I had with my clients, the launches that I prepared, the rollouts, like none of my audience ever sees that Mm. or they don't hear about it because sometimes as a marketing manager and what I realized last year was when you have a lot of clients and you're the voice for all of your clients, you lose your voice for you. Because I speak for all of my clients every single day. I'm telling them what to say, how to say it, how to do it, how to diffuse this situation. Like that's why people have coined me the Chris Jenner or the Olivia Pope is because not only am I crafting the narrative, but I'm also telling them how to say it, how to sell it. And so sometimes at the end of the day, after you've worked with all these clients, you're like, what's okay. What do I say about myself? Right. So I had to scale back and start to find my own voice again, Hmm. start to figure out what stories I wanted to tell my audience, start to figure out how is my audience going to really get to know me. And that's what made me interested in doing a podcast. Also, I think most people think that just because you're successful on social media, you're social. 
I'm not the most social person. Like I'm not just going to all these networking events and hanging out. I'm not a social person like that. So I felt the best opportunity for me in life hack is bring people into your world, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. You craft and create a podcast. You are bringing people into your world, the guests that are on the podcast and the audience. So I don't necessarily, I'm not doing my podcast or numbers or to be the top charting podcast in the world. I'm doing it so that my organic audience and the people that I may meet along the way actually get to know who I am. And I can build really strong relationships with the people that I'm sitting next to on the couch that I curated. So I think that is so important. I think that that is a life hack. If you ever wanted to meet someone, become a media platform. People love sharing their story, right? Most people, you can't walk up to them and say, hey, let's have a conversation. Let's go for lunch. But but you can say, hey, I would love to interview you on my podcast. Mm -hmm. And that could create a relationship that you never know what doors that opened for you. I resonate that with that so deeply because I mean that's why I created my platform too. Like I I'm an introvert. Like I it was hard for me to get my voice out there. So and it's so true because you're such a powerhouse with your clients that you almost are saying like you lost yourself. You lost who you were. So yeah. I mean I want to honor you in doing that truly because it's it's a blessing to be able to get your gain your power back, right? And have these incredible people to have conversations with and then yeah off off the mic you have a, you have a, you have connections with them on doing other yeah. things so yes. it's pretty powerful and I guess my next question for you as we're kind of rounding things out is you've done so much right you've been, you've had success in so many different avenues when you look at your family right what is that ultimate legacy that you want to leave them Yeah. So when I look at my family, I have a daughter. She's five. She's so beautiful and smart. Um, And honestly, I'm in the happiest place of my life. I am loved by an amazing man. I have a beautiful daughter. I have a beautiful stepson. And, you know, when I look at legacy for me, I want them to say that my mom did everything Thing possible to show the next underprivileged girl mm-hmm. that the world is is hers. Like I, that's it. Like literally everything that I'm doing, it has nothing to do with income. It has more to do with impact, and it has more to do with my five year old daughter seeing her dreams come true and knowing that wow, if my mom came from being homeless with her mom, almost failing school, not having a place to stay, not having money, not having opportunities, no one telling her she was great, she was cute enough, she was smart enough, no one giving me that encouragement. Even when I started my business, they're like, you're insane. Mm -hmm. You should go to law school. You should do this. You should do that. And telling me, oh, I'm crazy. I should give up. I want the next young girl, the next woman, no matter what age, where they are in their life, to look at me and be like, I can't give up because she didn't give up and look at how far she made it. So that's what legacy looks like to me. It doesn't look like money. You know, I, um, last weekend I was able to, my dad has always wanted to be a best-selling author or an author. He's always wanted to tell his story about how he got drafted into Vietnam and then come back and, and, um, 
and fight for his people, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Activists. And I was always like, okay, dad, I don't know how you're ever going to do that. And two years ago, uh, after the, the whole protest and the riots and all that stuff, I was like, I'm going to write, I'm going to hire a writer to help my dad. And here we are two years later. And I was able to surprise him with a book signing with actually his book last Friday. And so to me, that's legacy. Mm-hmm. Being able to be my age and make my parents' dreams come true through the work that I'm doing, that's legacy for me. So I, I would tell anybody that's listening, figure out the impact that you're looking to make in this world and income is automatically going to come. I mean, that is so super powerful. And was there a moment like when you were going through your journey and you finally, I mean, obviously we're, you're, you're continuously progressing, right? But was there a moment when you looked at your daughter and you were like, wow, like this is like, like seeing her, I don't know if you went on vacation or was there a certain moment where you're like, I'm fine. She's proud of me, or I'm finally making it for her. Like, I'm, it, was there a moment? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, all the time, like mm. when she's in school and her, her teacher, first of all, my daughter is like, I, I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing because I'm, <laughs> she's so advanced and she's telling her teachers like every day when I wake her up, I'm like, um, Zoe, good morning. Get up. And, sh- and she's like, where are we going? Are we going to the airport? I'm like, no, we're going to school today. <laughs> okay. Well, when are we going to the airport? I'm like, oh my God. So, but her walking in my building and she did a video the other day and she has like a, uh, we helped her launch books and, um, a product line for, uh, minority children. And she walked in her warehouse and she did a video and she said, my warehouse. And I said, Oh, really? Okay. And then that, that really gave me a sense of, um, success because this girl is five years old. She's like, I've owned a business for two years. The name of my business is for brown babies. Like, and I'm like, wow, if my mom, I have a, a picture of when I was eight years old and I was making Barbie clothes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if my mom would have only seen that talent and seen that gift, how much further would I have been? So I think now our responsibility as parents is, is to see, is to see the gifts in our children very early on and try to nurture and foster those gifts to be something bigger. So when she wants to sing, I'm going to help her sing. When she wants to dance, I'll help her dance. And I'll help her navigate and transition as she goes on. But it's putting it into her very young that I am an owner. I am a boss. I am a CEO. I control my destiny. So to me, those are the moments. But on the flip side, Mm -hmm. for every mother that's listening, I want to say the hardest moment for me was last year when I was feeling burnt out Mm -hmm. and I didn't think that my family noticed. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I'm so overwhelmed. There's a lot going on. I'm moving. I'm traveling. I have all these businesses. I'm raising capital, all these things. And I was like packing for another trip. And I was packing with her. And I like laid back in my closet, and like sat back and I closed my eyes. And she looked at me and she said, mom, are you happy? And that was the moment that I needed because that let me know that that made me question, am I happy? Am I truly happy 
with how I'm operating or am I addicted to ambition so much that I'm willing to wear myself down, be home at 11 o'clock, be home here and there, taking her all across the world. Is, is this really what happiness looks like to me? And I had to redevelop what happiness looks like to me. I mean, and I think that it's a, it's powerful to say those two perspectives because I mean, you could easily say, yes, you know, my daughter, all the things that you were saying about how, you know, excited your daughter is for, for what you're doing and, and you're leading your daughter into being, come, becoming a powerhouse woman herself. But at the same time, you needed to be like, shoot, like I need to step back because yeah. I was getting burnt out. And it's so true. Entrepreneurship is, is like that. It's not a happy medium. It, it, you have those days. So, but I mean, I know my listeners are going to want to like connect with you, want to collaborate with you in some type of way. So please share like all the ways that they can do that. And cause I'm going to put everything in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, if any of the listeners are in Atlanta, I invite you guys in for a free day pass. Just tell them you heard this podcast and you can come into the bakery for a free day pass. I want you to come work on me. Um, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Miss Skittles, M-Z-S-K-I-T-T-L-E-Z. Um, and you guys can go to my website, MissKittles.com. My digital community is called Girl Mob, where we are a bunch of girls, but the focus is on you. So Girl Mob is spelled with a U-G-U-R-L-M-O-B-B. And then lastly, if you need marketing services, um, my company, The Icing Agency, we love to help you. And please, if you are watching this or listening, if you hear this podcast and you felt something moved you in a way, please comment on my last post on Instagram and let me know that you found me from her. I can't wait to meet you guys and continue this conversation. And Mary, I really, really appreciate you. And guys, like I'm telling you, Mary's like team is epic. I actually got to speak with um, Cache and she's amazing. So please take her up on all the ways to collaborate with her because she is, Mary's a true gem. I have to say it. And guys, if you loved this episode, Please tag the two of us and we'll show you back some love. But Mary, it was a truly an honor to just sit down and chat with you and get to know you more. Thank you so much. And I look forward to what we continue to build. Definitely. Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesalers that I'm that I'm going to have in there. I'm being very strategic. Um, They're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, bellamelboutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.